Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. From the Heart is brought to you by Oatly. For totally true facts about oat milk, just go to Oatly.com. That's O-A-T-L-Y dot com. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Before we get started, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge a huge milestone for this show. Today is our 100th episode. Thank you so much for your support and for coming on this journey with me. I appreciate you so, so much. I have to uh, start this episode off with a little disclaimer. I am super sick. Um, I'm sure you can hear this uh, just by, by the sound of my voice. I'm really sick. If I have to take a break to cough or to sneeze or to blow my nose or something, I will. So sorry about that. Yeah, I'm I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. And it's I'm I'm trying to change the wording of that. So a friend of mine, Ashley, she instead of saying I'm sick whenever she's you know sick of something or flu or whatever, she says, Oh, I'm having a healing. So I texted her the other day and I was like, you know, I'm really sick and I've been coughing and the baby's sick. And she's like, oh, you're not sick. You're having a healing. I'm so sorry about your healing. But it, it's it's a good change of perspective for me because for me, whenever I get sick, there's a, it comes along with this big emotional turmoil. One of my, one of my biggest fears in life or one of my biggest challenges, something that I struggle with all, all the time is this fear of my body not being able to keep up. This fear, I guess, of my body failing me. And I've had it since I was really little. So I have asthma. I spent, you know, many, many a nights at the emergency room uh, because of having asthma attacks and things like that. Um, I've also had, you know, really severe back pain my whole entire life. So those things combined just, you know, I could be in the moment enjoying something really beautiful, running or I don't know, anything that kind of made me exert myself using my body. And all of a sudden I would get a really serious asthma attack and I would have to go to the hospital or, you know, stop everything. And that feeling kind of of, of my body not working for me, but my body failing me. Same with my back pain. I would, you know, having a, be having a really normal day and then bend over to tie my shoe or something and something would snap in my lower back and I wouldn't be able to move for a week. And I've had that. I mean, I had, I've had asthma since I was four, back pain since I was 12, 12, 13, kind of teenage years, something like that. And I've been, I've been really sitting with this because I'm not a person who normally gets sick a lot. And I was so, so, so sick at the end of last year, you know, November leading up to beginning of December, I was really sick. I spoke about it so much in the podcast. Um, I ended up having to go to the, to the kind of, not the emergency room, but kind of, we called it urgent care in Aruba. And they had to give me a steroid shot in my butt. <laughs> and normally I don't take, you know, conventional Western type medication. I, I stay away from that if I can. And I took everything they offered me. You know, I was on antibiotics. It didn't work. I tried everything, everything. I was just super sick. 
And I started off 2018, so last year, with getting really into astrology. And my astrologer told me, she said, this is the first year where you're, of your life, really, where if you don't slow down, your body won't be able to keep up. And you're going to start getting those little signs, and it's going to be signs for changes for you to, that you have to make in your life. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be your body showing you in different ways, and which is has, is different from the past. Because she said in the past, you've been able to push and push and push and push and go and go and go. And even if your body says no, you would say yes anyway, and your body would kind of adapt. She said, now after having a baby and after going through your Saturn return, this is the first year of your life where your body will really force you to slow down. And I've had that as a theme throughout the year, but it wasn't until at the very end of the year that I got really sick. And my all of last year was was really centered around that, you know, my inability to slow down and what does it mean? And when I look at it now, it was a really a perfect year <laughs> in terms of the teacher that I needed to learn all of those things. And the year really led up to this really intense sickness that I had at the end of the year. And it forced me to make some really big changes. And if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about all those things. And I have done already so much <laughs> to slow down. I mean, I really, really, really have. And one of the major decisions that I make coming out of being so sick in November, December was I'm going to take 2020 off or I'm going to take 2020 off of programs and trainings and retreats because in terms of in terms of exerting myself and in terms of really, you know, going 110% and exerting spending all of my energy it's always in groups and and when I when I have retreats and trainings because I really give all of myself in in groups in that way so I decided that I'm going to take 2020 off and 2019 will be kind of my last big year of having groups and it was so hard those last the teacher training that I did at the end of last year and the a retreat that I had Doing that when I was sick, it was one of the oh, it was one of the hardest things ever, and not even just physically. You know, it's okay. Like I can be, a, it's not a big deal. I can teach yoga and have a cold. Um, you know, I can have a little bit of pain somewhere and kind of do do what I have to do. It was more the feeling of not being able to give one hundred and ten percent, like having to pull back and give ninety or eighty five. And of course, with the learning that it was really great anyway, I don't have to give 110% of myself for everything to be beautiful, but, you know, I can actually preserve some energy for myself. But that feeling, there's something inside of me that has a really hard time accepting that I shouldn't go all in all the time. <laughs> and this is something that I've been really meditating on this past these past couple of days or this, this past week because... When uh, when I took some time off after my last retreat, which was December last year, so it's been two and a half months, I was really thinking, okay, hey, you know, my next retreat is coming up, is coming up end of the end of February. I'm gonna really take care of my body until then, and um, and just a hundred thousand percent make sure I'm in you know tip top shape and super healthy, feeling really good, and really make sure that I can manage all the retreats and the things that I have in 2019. But in the back of my mind, I had this this bit of fear, like, whoa, what if I would get sick <laughs> for a retreat again? Not that that's the end of the world or something, but it feels like there, there's definitely something that's, it's rubbing up against something inside of me, this fear again of not being able to do 110% or of not being able to give everything that I want to give. And of course, I've had that fear. And then of course, you know, the, the day we fly to Costa Rica, the baby gets really sick. And uh, I can't, my head is a little dizzy. I also have a head cold right now. It's just kind of crazy. But I can't fully remember what I shared in last week's podcast. But she got sick. So we traveled here. She got worse and worse and worse and worse. And she's now on day eight of her cold. Really, day eight. And she's better, but she's still not all good. And I got her cold. Or I guess I have all the exact same symptoms as, as she has about three or three days ago, something like that. I think three days ago. And it's getting progressively, it has been over these days getting progressively worse. So I have crazy headache. It feels like a sinus thing. Like it's just like my head is like full of pressure. Uh, I'm coughing so much. I have never coughed this much in my entire life. I, 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 I think I'm sleeping like one or two hours a night because I'm coughing, coughing, coughing. Like I coughed to the point of almost throwing up yesterday. I just, I can't stop coughing. It's totally crazy. 
And of course, over these past days, as this has been like coming on, all I can think about is, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm sick. I cannot believe I got the baby's cold and it's leading up to the retreat. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what if I'll be sick when the retreat starts? What if I'm sick when the retreat starts? And it's been like this broken record in my head over this past week, just from the first sniffle I got, like, wait, no, 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 I can't get sick. So, you know, of course, as the moment the baby got sick, I'm like taking vitamin C and I'm taking oil of oregano and moringa and like zinc and all the extra stuff that I normally do. And nothing is working. And for every day that's passed that I have been feeling a little bit worse instead of better, it has been like a blow to my gut. (laughs) And it's been, oh my God, because it's everything I didn't want to have happen and then now it's happening and then rather than just kind of lean into it and realize okay hey I have been you know literally like I've been carrying around a sick toddler for the past eight days it's not super strange that I'm getting whatever she had it's not the end of the world obviously it's not and if 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 I'm going to be sick when the retreat starts I'll be sick when the retreat starts if I'm going to be good and healed and totally fine by then I'll be fine by then like there's really no way for me to know and there's really nothing else I can do than just continue to take my vitamins and you know we went to the doctor yesterday and it's just viral it's not a big deal you know but it's been for me this internal struggle (laughs) and today it kind of came to a to a head because I mean I've had three days of just basically being indoors lying in bed and then today Dennis took the baby for breakfast in, down in, in, in the town and I stayed stayed uh, stayed behind alone. And I was like, okay, you know, because this feeling of being this sick, what happens for me is, oh my God, okay, I can't really move my body. I have to rest. So I'm not going to yoga class. But then also I don't really do any yoga where in fact, you know, I could definitely roll up my mat and do something really gentle and just sit in silence at least. I could meditate. I, c- I can't really breathe well, but I can still practice, right? The practice part I can still do. But what happens for me is that I get this kind of black cloud that overtakes my entire being of like, fuck this shit. I despise being sick. I hate it when my body can't do all the things my body is supposed to do. I mean, I want to wake up and feel great every day. (laughs) I want to be freaking Deepak Chopra, if you heard our episode. (laughs) I think about that so often. Where I'm like, say, hey, Deepak, how you doing? He's like, well, scale one to 10. I'm a 10. (laughs) And he wakes up every day and he's a 10. And I'm like, man, I want that. I'm not Deepak Chopra and I'm I'm still, still growing, still learning. Also, you know, it's not like I have cancer or some incurable disease, like I have a cold, it's not a big deal. But it's every time I get any type of sickness, it rubs up against something super challenging inside of me. It's like I go to war with myself. And and it sucks. <laughs> it's so totally fucking sucks. I can't even can't even explain it. So I become really grumpy. I become really oh, like I, I don't think like I mean probably when this is all over I'm gonna need to like apologize to Dennis because I think I get really really difficult to deal with I mean probably because I get really grumpy I get kind of low I feel like everything is pointless and it's like what's actually just a cold kind of takes over but yeah so you know there's like it's like this dark cloud of me, not just the cold, but me being frustrated by the fact that I'm not at 100%. And more so than the, than the coughing and the snot and the being sick and the headache and being tired and all that stuff. It's, it's the internal thing. It's like, it's like the, the, the broken record inside of my brain judging myself the broken record inside of myself that's worrying about will I be able to keep everything together in time for this retreat? Will I be able to teach at Envision Festival? Am I going to be sick? It's like this, my brain goes into overdrive and goes into all the worst case scenarios, thinking about all the negatives. And of course, that affects everything else, right? So that makes it, the whole day becomes really dark just because I'm sick rather than, okay, you know, let's let's go with the flow. Let's deal with it. Let's just sit back and relax because I can't really change anything anyway. And I'm so very conscious about this side of myself too especially since I was sick last year and especially since I was, you know, December since my the last time I was sick. I've been crazy healthy, you guys. <laughs> I have been, yeah, really, really, really taking care of myself in a really good way. And not obsessively or anything like that. Like I've still had wine here and there and I've still had 
dessert and all those things. Like I've been really comfortable in in me taking care of myself. I've been practicing every day or twice a day. I've been doing Pilates every morning. Uh, I've been outside a ton. I've been swimming, been at the beach, just moving my body a lot, which has felt, felt really, really great. You know, we've cooked a ton, been eating really healthy foods. I've been really conscious about how much water I'm drinking. I mean, I've been really, what's the word? I have not been neglecting my health for sure. I felt really good the past three, three months. So what I'm sitting with right now, more so than anything else, it's like the lesson that I need to learn that was brought my way the beginning of last year. It's like it needs to be really banged into the back of my head now. And what I think that life is, wants to show me right now is, well, obviously, one, I can't control everything. <laughs> I could cry a little bit when I say that. That's how deeply rooted my need to control everything. Really, like my need to control everything, it's so rooted <laughs> in my bones. The fact that I can't makes me want to cry. And of course, also because I'm sick and I'm feeling like really shitty and all of this, but I was talking about this on my Instagram stories the other day. You know, for, there's a lot of us out there who are really controlling. I'm not alone in that way and it manifests in different ways. And I find a lot of us mothers, especially since having kids, we become a little bit, we gravitate more toward that. But for me, that that controlling side that wants to know everything, I want to know where everything is. I want to know what everybody's doing. I want to know that everything is happening my way. It's it's kind of, yeah, it's it's become very acute since I became a mom. And when we traveled here, I was having a rough time with the baby because we didn't have our routines. We didn't have a proper kitchen. So we couldn't, we couldn't really cook well. And she wasn't sleeping and I felt like she wasn't eating well. And those things, like for Dennis, they're, they're minor. They're super small. He's like, well, she's going to eat when she wants to eat. You know, she's not going to starve. She's a child. Like she will eat when she wants to eat. And I'm more like, mm, no, like she will eat when she has a good setup to eat her food. Like I want to get, we need a high chair. We need a proper table. We need to be able to cook real meals and not just, you know, sneak her sandwiches and bananas and stuff like that. Like we need, you know, we need our setup to be, to work so that she can have a great routine to eat and sleep and all that stuff. So I had to spend, you know, a couple of days getting all of those things together, which are things that my husband really don't care about. You know, he could, you could give him like a tent and a surfboard with the baby. He would put the baby in his backpack and just like trek along and, and she would be fine. Like that's something that I know too. She would be fine and she would eat and, you know, there probably wouldn't be any change in that sense. But for me, and as I was going through all these things, like we actually changed houses, we're staying in this beautiful place and they have a few different villas and we asked to move and asked if we could move into the main house here because they have, it's just better for, for families. And I caught myself while going through all of this, kind of beating myself up. Like, why can't I just be more relaxed? Like, Rachel, why can't you just lean back and be on vacation like normal people? Relax, <laughs> be on vacation. Who gives a shit if your baby doesn't nap the same the way your baby normally naps? Who cares if she's not eating all her meals as well? Be on vacation, relax, like drink a coconut and chill by the pool. And I, and I was judging myself. I had that inner dialogue of kind of judging my controlling side, but my controlling side is really strong. And I also know once I just get everything in order and my controlling side gets her way, then I can relax and I can really relax. Like then I can really, oh, everything is in place now. Great. That's when my shoulders drop and that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I can be on vacation now because I feel like things are working. And as I was having that inner dialogue, conscious about these sides of myself, these kind of split personality I have going on I just I had this big moment of realization of like hey you know what there's a reason I need things to be in a certain way there's a reason I am controlling there's a reason I want to know where everything goes like there's a reason I had a lot of really chaotic shit come my way since I was really little and continued continuously throughout my entire life like have had so much trauma, so much death, so much separation, so many crazy, insane things that no one really should have to deal with. Ever since I was really little, that disrupted the peace that I had. And it made me into the type of person that needs to know where things goes, right? That brings me calm, chaos and, you know, floating into space and not knowing where everybody is. Those things, they bring me stress because I had, I have wounds that relate to that. So the fact that I'm, you know, a controlling person, it comes from somewhere. And there was a time in my life where it really served me really well to be the person who was in charge, to be the person who, who would take care of my siblings, to be the person who would kind of carry the family forward. Like there was a time in my life where I had to do that 
And it was a really good thing that I did. But now that personality trait, you know, it lives on with me. But I, I had that moment of, of just bringing myself back to earth and giving myself a little bit of kindness, you know, cutting myself some slack, like, hey, it's not like you woke up one morning and decided to be this way. We are the way we are because of what came our way. Like, that's just, that's just what life is. So, and it's not necessarily a bad thing either, you know. <laughs> it's bad if it goes into the extreme, yes, then it's bad. But normally in a normal space, it is, it is totally manageable. So what I know is everything is a lesson. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a thousand percent. Whatever struggle you're dealing with right now, <laughs> whether it's similar to mine, I always, my mind is kind of always a little blown by the fact of how many people write me after every, if they've listened to the podcast every week saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're going through this. I'm going through the same thing. Or I can't believe you're speaking about all of these things that have been on my mind too. Or you're expressing things that I was, wasn't able to express. But yeah, that's it. So we definitely have, you know, all of us, we, we have so much in common. And whatever it is that you're struggling through right now, there is a lesson in it. And it's really important to remind ourselves of that. There's a lesson in it. Because if we don't remember that, if we don't recognize that fact, we're just going to stand in the same place, banging our heads against the wall, like me this week, being sick, with that broken record in my head of, of freaking out and, oh my God, and, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. We have to snap out of that and remember, hey, there's a lesson here. What is the lesson? Uh, and how can I look at this from just a wider, from a different angle? How can I look at this? Or maybe how can I drop into my heart a little bit and not stay so stuck with the story of what's going on in my head? And for me, that's that, that that's kind of what, what happened for me today. <laughs> so it's been a couple of days of me being, being you know, feeling really shitty. And yeah, I'm going to also, you know, it's not like I'm beating myself up that, that I'm feeling shitty. You can tell I'm, I'm really really sick and of course worse than me being sick is the baby being sick and I've been really worried about her and she hasn't been getting better and and then suddenly yesterday like her fever spiked again and I'm like how long is this gonna last this is just really yeah it's been really rough and of course she hasn't slept yeah we've had a week of no sleep you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl I have suffered from asthma my entire life and I have been dependent on my inhaler. It's so hard to find things that actually help. I know air purifiers don't work for me. But now there's amazing new technology that's bringing hope to us all. Whether we suffer from asthma, live in a big city, or just want to make sure the air we're breathing is always clean and pure. Try Molecule, the only air purifier that actually destroys pollutants. Molecule is a complete re-innovation of the air purifier, not just an improvement on existing outdated technology. It was developed by a scientist whose son suffered from asthma and who was frustrated by the fact that conventional air purifiers did not relieve his son's symptoms. As a result, Dr. Yogi Goswami spent 20 years developing a completely new, totally effective way of removing indoor air pollutants. Molecule is actually able to destroy harmful pollutants like bacteria, viruses, mold, allergens, and airborne chemicals at a molecular level, pollutants that are thousands of times smaller than most air purifiers can even trap in their filters. By doing so, Molecule replaced 50 years of outdated technology. Imagine if your phone was the same as it was in the 1940s. That's the technology most of us are using to clean our air. And breathing better changes every aspect of your life, even your sleep. Since we're not immune to the air around us while we sleep, we're still susceptible to the allergens and pollutants of the environment. With Molecule, customers have reported feeling energized after the best sleep they've had in years. To make sure your air stays clean, Molecule also comes with a convenient filter subscription where replacement filters arrive at your doorstep right when you need them, ensuring breathing clean air is easy and seamless. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has already helped allergy and asthma sufferers better cope with their conditions and significantly reduce their symptoms. So try out Molecule today and see the difference for yourself. For $75 off of your first order, visit Molecule.com and at checkout enter the promo code YOGAGIRL. That's $75 off of your first order at Molecule. M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com with the promo code YOGAGIRL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, now I'm going to continue telling the story exactly where I was. But now my, my, the judgmental side of my mind popped up and was like, hey, don't complain. Don't complain. You know, we're in this, we're in this beautiful, unbelievable place. So I don't want to come off as complainy. I want to share <laughs> what's in my heart. And sometimes I think, I don't think it happens so much in the podcast. I think it happens more in social media where I have this very limited space to share, you know, to share my heart. The podcast is enough time, I think, for everyone to really feel into the depth of what I mean and where I'm coming from. But, you know, disclaimer, I don't, I don't want to come off as as a complaining, as, a, as I'm complaining right now. I'm crazy grateful that we're here. We're in the world's most beautiful place. We live a really good life. I, I, can I put that as like a, you know, there's like this explicit content button for every every podcast that contains like swear words and stuff. Like 100% of all of my podcasts have that little button. Can I have like a, like a gratitude disclaimer, like PS, like still grateful for all the privileges and all the beautiful blessings I have in my life. Still allowed to have a shitty day. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll circle back to that later. But anyway, so today, Dennis took the baby to go have breakfast and I was home and I was like, you know what? I need to snap out of this. Not just a cold, you know, like I'm, I'm just going to accept that whatever my body is moving through, I'm having a healing. I'm not sick. I need to stop telling myself the story that I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. You know, it's a way better way to look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a healing. I'm healing right now. And Costa Rica kind of normally does this to me. And that's also something that I haven't been thinking about. But normally when I come here, whatever is going on in my body, it's pulled out right away. Like there's something about this country. There's something about this place, the vibrations of this place. So I don't know if this is a fact, but what I was told, <laughs> what I was told when I was living here, so right in this area of Dominicalovita where I am right now, there's three places or two places in the whole world where three tectonic plates meet like the plates at the surface of the of the earth and one of those places is right in the mountains here right in between Uvira and Dominical and energetically what it does it, it becomes this vortex of energy so it's uh, that's why this part of the country or this part of the world attracts so many intentional communities and so many healers and there's so much yoga here and and just there's a lot of really beautiful things that are blossoming in this area. And every time I come, whatever is going on in my body, it's pulled out. So if I have a little bit of back pain, I come here and like my back is out the first day. So that whatever lesson was there that I wasn't really ready to receive, it's just pulled out of me right away. Um, and same with anything else. Like last time I was here, I haven't been here in, since right before I got pregnant. I was here with Olivia. Her and I got crazy sick. We got like a stomach bug and we were literally purging <laughs> so much. I mean, it was, it was really intense. So first of all, I need to, need to reframe this idea of, oh, I'm sick and it sucks too. Okay, I'm having a healing. So maybe, and that's something that I'm really realizing now, the sickness or the, the illness that I, the whatever it was I had in November, December, maybe I wasn't done with that, right? Maybe I wasn't fully, fully done with that because... Um, I have been having on and off little bit, not pain, but like little bit of throat stuff. I had really severe, what's the word? Laryngitis, pharyngitis, one of the itises, <laughs> like a throat infection. I had that really, 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 really bad one. And it's it's been gone, but it's been this kind of, I can feel a little scratch in the back of my throat almost all the time. So maybe my body wasn't fully healed from that and I've just kind of it's been lurking under the surface a little bit and then I get here and Costa Rica just pulls it out of me the way it normally does but so I'm not sick I'm having a healing and the coughing obviously and the snot and all of this um, it's just whatever is there all this mucus whatever is in there like if it's energetic or if it's physical or whatever toxins I don't know it's definitely coming out <laughs> like oh my god crazy, crazy. So I'm having a healing. That's what it is. And then I decided this morning, I said, okay, I'm going to totally snap out of this. I need to reframe all of this. I need to 
need to stop this broken record in my head because I hear it. I mean, I'm very conscious of this, of this conversation I'm having with myself. And this, this feeling of, oh, I can't move because I'm feeling like crap. I can't, I can't bend forward because my head is so full of, you know, it's like this pressure. So I can't practice. It's really just an excuse that my mind is telling me. My mind wants to stay in this place of pity you know this place of being the victim of so my mind tells me no 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 you shouldn't you you should just stay in bed and watch Netflix and of course the longer I stay in bed watching Netflix or watching fucking Paw Patrol (laughs) with a baby the worse I feel right obviously it's like perpetuating this negative cycle of not doing anything and I think that this heavy overwhelming overhanging broken record of everything is terrible and what if I'm going to be sick, you know, for this important thing I have to do is inhibiting my ability to heal. Obviously, it's, 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 it's bringing about this really heavy, sticky, thick energy that I can't get out of. So I went outside, I sat down and, you know, I can't breathe through my nose. I have napkins, I have tea. I'm like, you know, I have like nasal spray and I'm sitting there all mess. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And in the beginning, I'm like, okay, I can't meditate. I can't meditate right now. I can't practice right now. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't do this. And then I start catching that thought of, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, oh, so that side of me that listens to this, this thinking all day long, that part of me that recognizes this judgment, this worry, this anxiety, all this stuff, that's the part of me that meditates, right? That's the part of me that's already present. That's the part of me that already sits right there in the center of my heart, totally feeling all of this. And that's the part of me that pulled me out of bed and brought me outside and sat me down. So instead of, you know, worrying about this, this conversation of I can't, I can't, I can't, I just, it was, it was, I can't explain the feeling. It was, it was, if the feeling had a noise or a sound, it would be like, It was like I was sucked from this negative mind place in just into my body. And there I was. (laughs) It was absolutely a a spiritually awakening moment. I don't know. I can't I can't explain it. And all of a sudden I was there and all of a sudden I was in meditation. All of a sudden I was practicing and and I sat there and I sat there and I sat there and and I had to pause and, and like, and not pause, but I, I had to blow my nose and I had to, you know, do some stuff, but I was still super, super, super present. And I don't know how, how long I, I don't know how long I sat in meditation. I, I don't know. I just, I could hear the, the toucans and the trees and you can hear the ocean from here. It's so fucking beautiful, this place. And I'm just sitting, 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 sitting. And then suddenly I open my eyes and I can breathe through my nose. <laughs> I mean, like I can breathe through my nose right now. Listen. I don't want to exhale through my nose. Oh, I can though. Wait. <laughs> I have not been able to breathe through my nose for a week at all. And all of a sudden, just after meditating, after shifting my perception, just shifting my, I don't know, after that, <laughs> from my mind into my body, suddenly I could breathe. And my next, you know, like reflex is, okay, I have to get pen and paper. I need to write. And I sat down and I just, I journaled on a bunch. I journaled when I, I don't know, I, I sometimes I like to begin with a struggle and then turn it around into the positive. Sometimes I have to begin with a positive. Today I started with a struggle of, you know, kind of purging these thoughts from my mind of fuck, like <laughs> the way we do in dynamic meditation, except I didn't really have that ability to stand and yell, but like, oh, here are all my frustrations. Here are all my fears. Put them down on paper. Like if I go into that extreme of my mind, then everything sucks. Um, and then the flip side, you know, so what's actual reality? Well, reality is everything's fucking beautiful. I mean, everything is unbelievably beautiful. I'm unbelievably blessed to be here, whether I'm here or whether I'm home or, you know, I, I have a life that that just it's so much it's so full I have so much support even if this sickness would end up becoming something that would bring me to the hospital and you know I would have like a similar thing that I had last year and I can't do anything and I can't support any of my groups and I fail what if I get so sick that I fail well even then even then in that hypothetical worst case scenario everything's beautiful (laughs) Even then, I am supported. Even then, everything's going to be okay. I mean, everything is going to be okay. And 
that journaling for me was just, I realized I haven't had this whole past week. I haven't, I haven't really shared with anyone. I haven't really sat down and spoken to Dennis either. I mean, we've been so swallowed up by just parenting a really sick child. And, you know, I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't call it. I just haven't shared. I haven't purged. I haven't opened my mouth and just spoken my fears out loud. And then they grew in my brain. And that's what fear does. You know, I have this little teeny tiny bit of anxiety that for most people or from the outside doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, which for me is like, okay, I have a, I'm sick. Everybody gets sick. Why is this a big deal? It is a big deal for me because it's connected to all of these things and all of these fears and anxieties and all these wounds that I have from my past. So if I don't address it, if I don't do something about it, it's like this little poisonous thing that grows in my mind and it makes everything really, really, really hard until I get to that place where I can snap myself out. So after I I meditated and I journaled and suddenly it's like I can feel the cloud lifting. <laughs> I can't even explain it. I'm like I just I just needed that switch of of from that dark place into the light place. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Leia Luna has been so attached to me lately. It seems as though we have merged into one person. I'm either carrying her throughout the day or she's asking to be carried. Now she's almost two and getting a lot heavier than she was when she was a baby. Some days my shoulders and back really feel just how much I've been carrying her around. It's a lot of work. Just like how sitting at your office job in your desk chair locks your body into a 90 degree angle is a lot of work too and can actually hurt your shoulders and your back just as much. When it comes to healthy posture, there's no such thing as the perfect position. We were not meant to stand all day or sit all day and we definitely were not meant to sit at 90 degree angles on a stiff chair behind a desk. Our bodies were designed to move. That's why I recommend Foley's Jarvis Standing Desk. It's the best review desk in the world and a foundation to a healthier way to work. Foley's Standing Desks and collection of active chairs give you the freedom to move, stretch, and be in healthier, more comfortable positions that work for your body's unique and changing needs as they change throughout the day. Fully carefully selects active sitting chairs and their super cool designs give you a perfect mix of modern arrangement and movement capability. Their pieces support healthier postures that align your spine, open up your hips, engage your core, and improve circulation. You'll feel the relief immediately and your body and your back will thank you. From design to shipping to service after your purchase, Fully is there for you every step of the way. It's just a smarter, healthier way to work, a more balanced, human way to work. So maybe Luna and I are attached for the moment and I wouldn't trade that for the world, but you don't have to be attached to that desk chair that's doing you no favors. Get your body moving in your workspace and go to fully.com slash yoga girl. That's F-U-L-L-Y dot com slash yoga girl. Fully desks, chairs and things that keep you moving. And then I I went back into the bedroom and I I brought so many books here and I just intuitively reached for one. And the book I've been reading today is Women Who Run With the Wolves. I have spoken about this book in in previous episodes. I have spoken about the wild woman. My intention for this year is wild and calm. Um, I really want to find that balance between being calm and and giving myself space and, and not overdoing it and not burning out and slowing things down while accessing that inner wild woman inside of myself that that part of me that genuinely doesn't give a fuck if you like her or not (laughs) and I have spoken about this so much before and I haven't picked this book up in in a couple months I haven't read it in like a month and a half and I started from the beginning I don't know do you guys ever do you ever do that I I, and I I wouldn't do it with a novel or with a you know like an entertaining book that you read for entertainment but sometimes if I'm reading something and it's really important, I'll open the book where I was and I'm like, no, I have to start over. I have to, I'm in a different space in my mind now. I have to read all of these words again. I do it really often, but I did that today as well. And then as I'm reading, um, I get to a place, like a specific chapter in the book. And I read this one little section that culminated into a, a sentence and something inside of me just burst. And I'm just suddenly I'm just sitting there and I'm crying and I don't know really why I'm crying. (laughs) Maybe I'm crying because I haven't had a really good cry in a while and I just needed to cry. Maybe I'm crying because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Maybe I'm crying because I'm really tired. I'm crying because I'm worried about the baby. I'm crying about the state of the world. I'm crying about, (sighs) I'm crying about everything. I'm just, (laughs) I don't know where it came from, but... I really, really needed it, and um, I wanna, I wanna read it 
to you right now. I want to read the, this little section of the book that, that cracked my heart open today because maybe you need it too. I call her wild woman. For those very words, wild and woman, create llamar o tocar la puerta. The fairy tale knock at the door of the deep female psyche. Llamar o tocar la puerta means literally to play upon the instrument of the name in order to open a door. It means using words that summon up the opening of a passageway. No matter by which culture a woman is influenced, she understands the words wild and woman intuitively. When women hear those words, an old, old memory is stirred and brought back to life. The memory is of our absolute, undeniable and irrevocable kinship with a wild feminine. A relationship which may have become ghosty from neglect, buried by over-domestication, outlawed by the surrounding culture or no longer understood anymore. We may have forgotten her names. We may not answer when she calls ours. But in our bones, we know her. We yearn toward her. We know she belongs to us and we to her. It is into this fundamental, elemental and essential relationships that we were born and that in our essence we are also derived from. The wild woman archetype sheets the alpha matrilineal being. And there are times when we experience her, even if only fleetingly, and it makes us mad with wanting to continue. For some women, this vitalizing taste of the wild comes during pregnancy, during nursing their young, during the miracle of change in oneself as one raises a child, during attending to a love relationship as one would attend to a beloved garden. A sense of her also comes through the vision, through sights of great beauty. I have felt her when I see what we call in the woodlands a Jesus-God sunset. I have felt her move in me from seeing the fishermen come up from the lake at dusk with lanterns lit, and also from seeing my newborn baby's toes all lined up like a row of sweet corn. We see her where we see her, which is everywhere. Oh man, it makes me cry. <laughs> I've been reading and rereading this page, this one single page. It's the very beginning of the book. <sighs> I think it's... So for anyone who doesn't know this book, <laughs> Women Who Run With the Wolves, it's Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And she's magic. <laughs> and you should definitely, definitely read this book. But when I read that, that last little piece, I mean, this whole page is, is just beautiful, but we see her where we see her, which is everywhere. And I think what she... What she speaks of so much is that inner wild woman, you know, it's not just that the idea of having a wild woman inside, but it's it's basically coming back to our essential selves, you know, this this primal knowing of who we are. And we all have it deep within. I mean, it's it's all there. And I think for me, whenever I get kind of swallowed up by this fear or anxiety or feeling like I'm not good enough, I separate myself so much further from from that inner wild woman and it's painful <laughs> it is I think anytime we anytime we separate ourselves from who we really are or anytime we tell ourselves that we're not good enough or no you can't do this or this is not for you or you know be a little more quiet or conform a little bit more fit in better or you know whenever we try to fruitlessly change who we are so that we just so we fit in it's a little bit of a betrayal to ourselves every time and maybe we have days that are like that that are just filled with betrayal after betrayal where we continue to do things we don't want to do or we stay in situations or places where we don't want to be and suddenly we find ourselves leading a life that isn't really in line with what the wild woman is and for me I think I had that I was really like turning on a tap that's how much I cried just reading that It was it was relief just being being separated from that judgmental part of my brain that's just really, really heavy to walk around with. And it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> so after this, after this morning that I had, we went to the feria and we went, we bought vegetables and fruits and came home and cooked a really good lunch. And literally since my cry this morning, every hour I have felt better. I felt a little better, a little better, a little better every hour. 
And it's just affirming in me the the belief that I already have that so much of what we experience physically is absolutely 1000% energetic and emotional. I mean, it really, really is. And it's hard to sit with that, especially for sitting with a with a serious illness. And I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, people with cancer have it because you haven't cried enough. I mean, fuck that shit. You also get fucking cancer and horrible things happen to you that are totally out of your control. But I think a lot of the little day-to-day, you know, our bodies are talking to us all the time. And, and what I'm sitting with now is, you know, what part of the lesson from last year is it that I haven't quite fully arrived at? And and I think a big a big part of it is a big part of it is 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 leading this conformed life. I don't know. <laughs> I I genuinely have days where I feel like I feel like a wolf. I want to run out into the woods and just scream. And saying that like gives me a little bit of goosebumps because I also go through you know definite cycles in my life where I actually do that, where I feel really in touch and really tapped into that place where I'm just unapologetically myself and I don't um, I don't think twice about anything and I just know that you know the path I'm on is the right one and lately and I think especially last year I just haven't really been there you know I haven't I haven't seen the fishermen walk up at dusk with their lanterns like I haven't had that I don't know I haven't had that clarity I guess and I think it's coming back I think this is I mean I, I know it's coming back I know already the changes that I'm making, it's bringing me closer to that place. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I know you've heard me rave about Oatly before. Oatly is the vegan plant-based oat milk I put in my lattes, overnight oats, and just about everything in my life. It's originally from my home country, Sweden, but good news, it's now available in the U.S. too. So the people at Oatly had a really cool and fun idea for this commercial, but since their company beliefs include the idea that people don't believe in commercials anymore and they just want to hear the truth, Oatly has asked me to simply read these unfunny and totally true facts about oat milk. Fact number one. Oat milk tastes really good in your coffee, on your cereal, in all of your recipes, or just like me, pour it in a glass and sip it after teaching a yoga class. Luna loves it too and asks for it all the time. Fact number two, oat milk uses a lot less water, less land, and creates far less greenhouse gas emissions than cow's milk. It's something delicious that's also better for the environment. Fact number three, you can look for Oatly at your local grocery store or coffee shop. For more totally true facts about oat milk, just go to Oatly.com. That's O-A-T-L-Y dot com. I had this moment today where I was like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing in life? <laughs> I mean, really, really, really. We went to a, to a psychic also, this is how cloudy my head is. Normally, I re- I'm really good at remembering what I've spoken about in, in previous episodes of the podcast. I don't know if I shared that um, when I was in Sweden for my one of my best friends got married. I was in Sweden and we had a psychic come over for her bachelorette or a, a medium. I don't know what's the correct term. In Sweden, they're like kind of the same, the, the two terms, but... And she told me a lot of really, really interesting, some really crazy things. Um, one of the things she said is she said, oh, I see another child in your future. And I see this very busy, oh, I see this career woman. And I see you with a newborn baby in one hand and like your computer in the other hand. And you're going and go, go, go. And, and you're going to meetings. and You're doing this. And I had like this, uh, like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, that was, my, that was my first baby. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. There's absolutely no way, absolutely no way I'm doing that again. And so much of this, this total yearning and longing to slow everything down comes from that place. Eventually, at some point, I would love to have another baby, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be a working mom in that sense. I don't want to, I don't want to have to leave and kind of kill myself going through all these things. I want to be able to have a year and be home. And, and, you know, and, and just quote unquote, just <laughs> take care of a newborn baby. So when she said that, I, and I was like, and I had this really harsh reaction. I was like, Hey, that's, are you sure? And she said, well, you know, it's up to you. Everything is a choice. It's up to you. I see what I see. Everything you can. And, and she said something like this. She's like, I see what I see, but um, nothing is set in stone. So it's your reality. You do with it what you like. 
And I was like, oh, I had goosebumps everywhere. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm like, universe. Like, I'm having those moments all the time where I just have to look up at the sky. I'm like, universe, I'm listening. I swear to God, I'm listening. It's like, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I get it. So I feel like, oh my God, this was a, the most emotional podcast ever. <laughs> If I, like I could sit, literally cry right now and, and the podcast crying, I'm not gonna, this is one of those purging podcasts, I guess, where I just share and don't know if it makes any sense. Maybe it makes sense to some of you, <laughs> but my inner wild woman says, what the fuck? Here we go. So Right now, I'm actually, if I, I'm looking out right now out the window, I see just rainforest. I see this abundance of trees and it's, it's so beautiful. Stars are coming out. I mean, it's really, 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 really beautiful where I am right now. And I intend to spend the rest of my time here in this beautiful country that is really my, my second home. Oh, just immersing myself in it and being really here. I think my my commitment to myself is the next time I, I end up in one of those places where my mind starts to spiral out of control and if that happens here, is to do something about it. And we all actually, we have that ability too. And sometimes it takes, you know, I had a couple of days and I feel like it's killing me. <laughs> if we're not careful, those couple of days can turn into a couple of weeks, can turn into a couple of months, can turn into half a lifetime. We have that vicious ju judgmental mind. We need a toolbox of things we can do to snap ourselves out. Whether it is, as, I mean, for me, meditation is, is beautiful, but I think this, the practice of sharing is a really, really accessible one. You know, pick up the phone and call someone and tell them what's going on. I hope whatever you are sitting with and whatever you're going through, that, that this podcast made you feel like you're not alone. And I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And when I record next week's podcast, I'm gonna sit there in total perfect health, feeling like an Amazonian, like warrioress. So until I see you or until next week, I hope you take really good care of yourself, take care of your body, oh, take care of your heart, really the most important part. And maybe give yourself that little reminder right now that whatever it is you're moving through, there is a lesson hiding in there. Lessons, blessings, lessons, blessings. So look for the lesson and you'll find the blessing. I love you and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, or should I say this week's sharing. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and of course, thanks to my sponsors, Oatly, Molecule, and Foley. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.